Hey friend, and welcome to Zora Dawn. I'm your storyteller Xander, and here with me are Robin Jazz. And I am Dolan. So let's see what's going on in town. So real quick, before before we jump in and I, I start explaining to our wonderful listeners uh, the game, the setting, what we're doing, because things are a little bit different this episode, uh, as the title should have given it away. Um, before we start, I want y'all to tell me about your, your characters, y'all's names, who your characters are, all that good stuff. And we'll start off with, with Dolan, as he is our special guest. Well, let's see. Who is Inigo? Um, he he's the third-born son of a family of of humans, and he's the only one that is a, a half orc. There is a curious story as to how that happened, but nobody has told him about that. <laughs> so he's just like the larger brother to this family of tiny humans. And ever since he was young, he will always spend time in the kitchen with his grandmother and grandfather as they, as they were making meals for everybody. So he took in that to bring people together, you have to cook. You have to f- provide food for them. And cooking together is something that the whole family did um, every now and then. Sometimes it was just the grandparents and him, but every now and then everybody will come together like for larger meals. So at one point he decided that if he could make his family so happy just by cooking for them, he will try to search out, seek out um, new recipes to share with them and try to make people happy and come together along the way as he travels the world in search for new recipes, new ingredients new new feelings to add to his food and now he's here trying to find new new spices to add to life i love that that is such a good character very good (laughs) so so then all right so rob tell us about your character uh i am playing marietta claudine montgomery st Clair de montgomery stein uh also known as marie uh, she is the oldest of three siblings. Um, listeners who are uh, eagle-eared may already recognize the name somewhat. Uh, she's the eldest daughter of a noble family who uh, conduct a number of businesses across uh, the continent. And she is currently traveling uh, on some personal business. She is on the hunt for her uh, oldest brother, uh, who has gone missing recently and hasn't written to her and she's worried that he's gotten himself into some trouble. Uh, knowing her brother as well as she does, which is to say not very well at all, she assumed that he must have gone hunting for food, and so has gone to this food festival. Nice. All right. And Jazz, what do you, tell us about your character. Uh, my character is named Geneva. Uh, they are a slime folk. Uh, I am using the stat block from our Patreon uh, posting of Schleim Folk, which means uh, Geneva is a very bright pink, like hot pink, pink slime person. Um, and the one uh, 
bone, I guess. One one thing that makes Geneva stand out is um it is an entire spine um that kind of forms her backbone. Um but you don't often see it because she's often in uh a very colorful things. Um like headpieces and wraps and scarves and flowing ribbons um coming off of her knot hair. Um that's kind of Sli- like, slime hair. It's, it's, it's slime hair. It's yeah. it's more like um like thick braids or something, almost like dreads where they're just like like pieces of, like long dreads of slime. Um but she often decorates it with things. Um she's just a very colorful person. And uh she goes by she her and is from a not wealthy part of Zoradon. Um, spends most of her time outside the city on the outskirts, uh, gathering herbs and playing in the forest. Um, she's not yet at the point where she like has to have a job, so she's kind of like hunter gatherer style. We have three very good characters, and I'm really excited. Uh, so uh, let's jump into it. So we start in the amazing uh, city of Zordon that is set in the middle of the Arachnid Lake and the kingdom known as uh, the Dawn Kingdom, which is on the the other side of the Aurora Empire. They're the the other country for our listeners. You actually get to explore outside of Heartbeats. I'm so excited. I'm really hyped for this. Uh, so, so Zordon's a nice little lake city. Budget stuff, a lot of as Jazz mentioned, there are jelly guardians. They are giant jellyfish that swim in between and around Zordon. And during the night, they're very colorful. They like to glow. And Zordon has a bunch of these uh, jellyfish-styled lanterns decorating all throughout the streets. So when it gets dark, all those light up too. It's very great. Very good. But we're not here during the night. At least not yet. We're here in the early morning for the great food festival called Festiful, which I'm really happy with. So we have Inigo, Geneva, and Murray. So we have you three starting at the starting ceremonies, the opening celebration to the Festiful Festival. So in this big uh, centered area of the city, there is a large uh, black kettle sitting above an open flame you have a tons and tons of people like gathering around uh, this centered staged area. And there is a, a tall, lanky man uh, standing there getting a microphone all adjusted um, in this crowd. Uh, what are you three doing? Um, question is, is there anything being like happening around the cauldron? Are there like... Uh, street vendors, stalls, or something like that. Yeah. So, so around the uh, the area on the outskirts of uh, the centered area and in the center podium are yeah. There's a bunch of like uh, shops and stalls uh, set mm-hmm. up. The center stage there is this big black kettle that's on fire, and it looks like uh, there are a few people around this kettle starting the fire, throwing what look like ingredients into it. Uh, so it's this big stew pot that seems to be uh, kicking up. Inigo then will be like just a second ago he was just like purchasing stuff 
from one of the vendors like more spices to bring with him on his next journey but mm -hmm. when he took notice of the cauldron he just went wide-eyed and he's like oh good 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 and then he begins to make his way towards like the front of the crowd so he can like witness the cauldron in all its majesty Alrighty. Uh, Geneva is no, nowhere to be found. Geneva is nowhere to be found. Okay. She's uh, in the cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope not. I really hope there's not a slime person in the cauldron. That would taste terrible. Marie, um, having uh, sort of arrived early and noticed the cauldron getting set up, is trying to engage with um, locals. She's walking up to people and saying, um, uh, hi, yes, I'm, I'm uh, just visiting for this festival, but I need to know, that's a cauldron. Are there witches involved in this festival? And, and you're asking, uh, one of the locals? Just random crowd people. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you just randomly pull this, this person aside as they were having their own conversation as they were walking. Uh, no. What? No, there's no witches. It, it's for food. Oh, good. You don't That's cook fine. witches. I'll, I won't ask that question again, then. That's a satisfactory answer. Travelers. And the person continue, uh, walks off. Uh, Marie nods, satisfied that there's no witches involved at all. And uh, she tries to find it just a nice vantage point, maybe like a cafe or something that has seats available where she could settle down. Yeah. Um, there are a good number of cafes searching, uh, looking around. One in particular... Ooh, yeah, we're gonna put you in the Sunny Delight. Aww. Yeah. That's sunny perfect. Delight. It's real good. Um, so, um, Marie settles down at a table. Uh, when a waitstaff comes by, she orders a, a, a cup of tea with milk and lemon. And um, she props up a parasol over her head to keep out some of the sun. Oh, that's nice. Well, as you two are, are here in the centered stage, and Geneva is, is off somewhere... Uh, the lanky man at the podium uh, finishes setting up the mic. You hear it kind of click on and go like, Whoosh. you know, that, that typical mic sound. I'm trying to think of the voice because I did not think of this earlier. You've used up all your good ones recently. Well, you think on that, I should probably mention that Inigo as in terms of looks is like one... 1.8 meters tall kind of like he's on the chunkier side and he's wearing this very large um sun hat just to keep the sun away from his eyes oh that's very good and he has these tiny eyeglasses <laughs> oh that's so good i love it so much okay. Actually, i haven't described marie have i i should do that and then we can cut that in earlier um Marie is a tall elf, uh, kind of very bird-like features. Um, she's wearing a, um, a, a layered uh, outfit, uh, like a, a large dress that puffs out. But over the top of the dress, she's wearing a vest that kind of holds a bunch of traveling um, kind of accessories. Um, but they are all more fancy than they are practical. It's things like she has a very fancy map holder, but there's no map in it. Uh, she has a compass on her belt, but it looks like the compass is, you know, covered in jewels. It's kind of very ostentatiously traveling accessories as opposed to the kind of practical things someone would bring with them. I love that. Okay. 
So, so this man on the podium, they cut, they cut back to it. <laughs> well, Tardations, is this thing on? I think this thing's on. How y'all doing, folks? How y'all doing out there? And at that very moment, there is a five foot tall streak of pink that just starts running and weaving in between the crowds and going, okay, um, do you, do you have, no, you don't have one. Do you have a mortar and pestle? Uh, do, do you have a mortar and pestle? Oh my gosh, I can't find it. Where's my mortar and pestle? And she's running around and trying to like go to every vendor and see if they have a mortar and pestle and uh, completely interrupting, has no idea there's someone on stage and it, there's colorful ribbons streaming behind and also there's scarves that are like wrapping around people as she like circles them trying to find a mortar and pestle and is just like gathering this conga line of people without trying to because they're all getting caught in you know various accoutrements <laughs> that are coming off of her and there's a <laughs> enormous like four and a half foot almost as tall as she is bag of um looks like a bag of cotton or something really lightweight that's on her back that she's running around trying to <laughs> find this mortar and pestle can i get caught in that stream of people absolutely <laughs> I, I, like inigo is just like what and then he 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 gets tangled in that stream of people and the fir his first reaction is what is this he puts his finger within the jelly and then like looks at it and then puts it on his mouth and he's like Ugh. Oh, that tastes horrible. I regret my every decision. Hold on, hold on. Wait, did, did you just <laughs> eat a part? <laughs> he stuck his finger in and then licked it and got like the outside gel of a slime person. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I was so confused for a second. I was like, are you eating part of Jinny? I'm so confused. But okay, gotcha. Oh, man. So this this uh, seeming impromptu conga line of sorts as this strange slime woman is running around asking for a mortar and pestle. <laughs> it, it completely stops the, this announcer just dead. He's like, I mean, can someone get this lady a mortar and pestle so I can continue? Please. I kind of ha I, I have one. Stop, please. <laughs> And to a screeching halt, the way that like a train stops, and then all the cars like have to catch up, and they boom, 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 boom and then they all like have to back up again. The conga line stops and weaves back in on itself, and there is a a very pink, hot pink slime person looking up at this half work. Yes, please, may I have the border pestle so that I can make the spice to do the ingredient to the ghost in the cauldron so I can be part of the festival. Thank you. And I imagine, like, it's this pile of people, and then he's, like, Inigo's hand peers out with the mortal and pestle. <laughs> like, please don't do that again. Also, you taste horrible. Well, of course I taste horrible. It's a defense mechanism. Oh, thank you very much. I will take that, please. And starts walking away. <laughs> the conga line starts again. <laughs> Grandmother, what the hell was that? <laughs> Thank you once again, Geneva, for, for having a colorful introduction. Um, all right, we good? Can I continue now? Tap, tap, tap. All right, great. No more interruptions? From the back of the crowd, Marie's voice chimes up and says, um, yes, please do continue. Hey, uh, the guy finger snaps in that direction. All righty. She, she tries to finger snap back and doesn't quite know how it works. 
So it more is just her clicking. <laughs> so the guy uh, continues. He welcomes everybody to the festival. Uh, he lets everybody know that uh, there are many attractions for everyone to enjoy in that the big magical bake-offs final round starring Carl the Wiz Carl and Daphne the Cake Punch Morrison are uh, going to be uh, performing their final round, their final bake uh, later in the afternoon. Off on the side after the, the crowd kind of turns back towards the person speaking at the front who I don't <laughs> think has introduced himself yet. Nah, he doesn't need an introduction. Right? Uh, off to the side, there's uh, now a hunched over lump of Geneva and she's kind of like pulled all of the scarves back and uh, the uh, bags and hooks and things and like made sure that all of her things are back where they're supposed to be and she's released everybody and you can just hear the of a mortar and pestle as it crushes um, each individual flower that she pulls out of the bag and based on the size of the flowers there's probably about 200 of them <laughs> a lot of flowers and so she's she's individually crushing all of the flowers and then dumping them into a bowl and crushing the flowers and dumping them into a bowl uh, so there's just a background of mortar and pestle crunching in the background of the speech and I kind of imagine as she's like crushing all these flowers and Ingo is like helping people that were like caught on the stream of slime person like stand up like there's an elderly lady that he's like yes please grandmother take care thanks doll <laughs> and then he's like looks at this he, he caught it like Geneva and he's like okay he squats down looks down at her like doing all of this and then he's like uh Geneva yes hello yes hi oh um I pleased to meet you my name is Inigo I let you borrow my mortar and pestle then he's like yes thank his you hand. I, I'm using it still I have to get this done before we have to put everything in the cauldron because it's very important that we add the spice because it will be very beneficial Spice, you say? You yes, I'm have, making a spice. That's why you, I needed the watering you vessel. Have, you should have started. You should have started with that. What kind of spice is it? Well, it's made of these crowned morning glories flowers, but you have to crush them ever so slightly because you need some of the bruised, uh, the petals. But you also really need the inside with the pollen because that's really the good spice. But if you get the bruised, uh, the petals, then it adds a certain mm, pastiness to it. You see, in this bowl over here, and. <laughs> Her voice is so loud, it's drowning out anything that's happening on the stage. <laughs> he, he's like, he has a notebook specifically about that. He has like, he takes that out and he's like taking notes of everything she's saying. And he's like, do you need all of these flowers? It's a very big cauldron. Can I take a pinch? Yes, of course. Thank you. And it's it, your payment for the porter and pestle that you're letting me use because I've lost mine. Uh, I'm gonna put a little bit of that spice on a tiny pile. <laughs> and he's gonna like taste it a little bit. Is it like sweet, salty, umami? Uh, so it, it's maybe like a little, a little numbing to just take it straight. You're just like, I can't taste that part of my tongue anymore. 
that's that's a very interesting reaction. I love it. Okay, where do you get this? In a very secret special spot that I don't tell anybody about. How about this? Um, the uh, let's trade a secret for a secret, and then. He turns and looks at that person in the podium that's probably trying to talk, and we're just here, like, mumbling constantly. <laughs> like, mumble, mumble, mumble. Well, well, well one person's mumbling, uh, <laughs> and Geneva is essentially scream-talking. <laughs> like, the guy is doing his best to ignore you. Uh, he's gone over other itineraries going on for the day. He is about to mention the, the giant kettle behind him. Which, uh, he just mentions that the kettle is a nice slow cooker for foggy stew, uh, which won't be ready till dusk. But he brags about how it can feed everyone five times over and it can just fill this city twice over from how much they're cooking. Marie is trying to listen to the important announcements, um, and her brow is just furrowing more and more every time, um, this, this duo are interrupting him. Um... And finally, when she hears um, Geneva yelling something about secrets, she stands up, uh, pushes her chair back, and stomps across uh, to the two of them. Um, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Do you know what the word secret means? Inigo looks puzzled, thinking that he's this is directed at him, but then he looks at Geneva and he's like, Oh, okay, it's not me. Of course. Of course I know what secret means. No, 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 I don't I don't think you do, because secret means everyone doesn't know them. And at the moment, everyone here knows everything that you're saying. <laughs> so if just for a few minutes, the two of you could just calm down, I can get the very important information from this very official looking man on the podium, and then I can go about my day. Huh. Um... I think the, the lanky lady is right. We should probably be a little bit more quiet. Did, did you say tea? I suppose. The crowd starts clapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really like tea. Thank you. <laughs> we <laughs> collectively realize they're clapping because the presentation has finished and Marie has missed the end of it in coming to scold you two. <laughs> so good. Oh. <laughs> Look, lady, the, the presentation is over, so that probably means that you can go back to your tea. Uh, uh, and she goes back over to her seat to find that the tea has already been collected by the people that own the restaurant uh, and someone is sketching a um, a picture of her for a wanted poster given that she left without paying. Um, she looks at that quizzically then turns around and walks away. Oh, the poor Sunny Delight. They always have people who just walk off and not pay. <laughs> yeah, this is what they get for having all of their seating outside. You know... Fair. <laughs> Though you can't get away with that at the whenever it turns from the sunny delight to night void. This <laughs> is the nighttime version of the same cafe. <laughs> they, they just they the sign like turns around. They just have to like pull that leather and and then it just turns. 
Yes, and all of all of the drinks switch from being tea to hard liquor at that exact moment. Um, so so seeing seeing that she's seeing that she's missed the last of the um, presentation and she also doesn't have any tea to go back to. Well, um, I guess I've missed all the important information, um, but you two seem to know what's going on. So can you tell me what? How does this all work? How does this festival work? Oh, I, I, I actually have no idea. I was just talking to this nice lady here. Oh, here. In order to start the festival off right, you must simply start with... And she takes a big, like, huge pinch of the spice in the bowl and goes, Here, you, you must take this all at once. It, it's very good for you. <laughs> and tries to drop it in Marie's hand. Uh, Marie sort of, like, cups her hands together, like a, a cup mm-hmm. to get them in, and she takes it and she goes, Um... Do I eat it, or is this... Yes, you just, you... Right up. Uh, okay. And she mimes licking your hand. Sure. Uh... And Inigo whispers to Mary, like, I actually thought that you were supposed to snort the powder. Uh, is that... Is is there a better way? Is it one or the other? I'll try both. I'll try both at once. And she brings one hand up to her mouth and one to her nose and sort of licks snorts at the same time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the inside of Marie's nose just is like coated in powder and it it just makes your her entire nose go numb and then her tongue in the head they can't really taste anything. It's gonna be great. Uh yeah, Marie starts to feel drowsy and, and she tries to speak but her tongue feels really lazy. Um, so, um, she pulls out of her, uh, one of her numerous traveler's pouches, um, a little square boxed packet. Um, it's, uh, uh, bright blue, uh, with gold writing across it. And it says Marie's special grain chicken salt. Um, and she goes, uh, 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 and frustrated, that she can't speak. She pours some onto her tongue. Um, and as she does, uh, a small amount of, uh, like, steam comes out of her nose briefly. Um, and then she's able to speak again. Um, she says, oh, uh, it's a, a family recipe. Well, a family product. We've been selling it for ages. Um, <laughs> would you like some MSG? <laughs> All the while Marie was having, like, a moment... With her MSG and and the and the strange sleepy powder, um, Inigo actually went to the cafe, and he's just coming back now. He has this tiny cup of tea that he asked to be brewed for Marie, and he's like, "You might want to drink some of this to you know pour that down." Um, yeah, she she takes a sip of the tea, and um... by the way, I didn't know that you were famous. Oh yes, um, my my family. Uh, nobility. No, no, I mean the napkin that they gave me has your face in it. <laughs> <laughs> it says you have debts wanted for not paying for tea. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that can't be right at all. Um, the the Montgomery St. Clair to Montgomery family never has debts. It's fine. I'm sure my father will sort it out soon. And that's where we're going to call it.
Thanks for dropping by Zora Dawn. That was a fun time, huh? You can contact the show on Twitter at HeartbeatsCast. You can follow our irreplaceable storyteller at Adapzander, the luminous jazz at Orange Like Jazz, our superlative guest Dolan at Dolenheim, that's D-U-L-E-N-H-E-I-M, and you can find pictures of my dogs at Potentially Rob. Our Patreon also has some cool things you can check out, and you can find it at patreon.com slash heartbeatscast. If you love the show, share it with the people you love. Bye, friend. <laughs>